Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is Pedo. Pat, how was your weekend? My weekend was all right. Um, I had a 40th birthday party to go to, which uh, kind of commonplace at this age, unfortunately. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> There's more and more of them every day. And yeah. uh, so I had that. And then I had my monthly D&D game that I run up at Rock Island Public House in beautiful downtown Blue Island, Illinois. So, yeah, you were busting my balls about fucking a dragon on Twitter, and little did you know that... Uh, you were fucking dragons? Well, no, there was no dragons <laughs> in, in, in this week's campaign. There were orcs, however, and there was uh, uh, interspecies romance, of course, which is a hallmark of all my storytelling. But uh, <laughs> it was a good time. You know, we have a good revolving group of people, and uh, like I said, we get to go about once a month, so this was session three. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to get out there and do that, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's, that's totally fine. I didn't uh, do anything. I've been, I've been having a very boring existence lately. It's a, I don't know. Well, not really. Um, just dealing with stuff I don't necessarily, uh, want to deal with, but you know, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, no big deal. Um, so. Hey, it can't all be, uh, you know ghost lights and mothmen and and the fucking woods i mean you can make fun of me for playing dungeons and dragons but some of the shit that you're into is just as fucking nerdy and abstract you know i guess so i uh no i did actually um so i was uh i was doing some laundry but i don't know you know i don't know where this story would fit in uh otherwise and i was doing some laundry and, and actually some of the things that i was washing are like um you know, odds and ends types of things. You know, sometimes you wash your clothes, sometimes you wash your blankets, sometimes you're washing your odds and ends. And um, right. so, you know, I had noticed that there there was a particular um, shirt in in this laundry, and it's not mine. Um, <laughs> I don't know whose it is. <laughs> like, you know, then I, but you know, I get it home, and I I just kind of God, this is going to make me sound like such a whore. But uh, I, I just kind of added it to the pile because I, I do have like various like clothing items that, you know, people have taken off at my home and I don't know whose they are and I don't know what to do with them. I just give them to the Goodwill. I mean, how, how, what do I do? How do I approach people and be like, hey, I know that we've slept together before. Uh, you might have left a clothing item here. Go through this pile and pick out what's yours. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, here's well, first of all, so you, you at this point, you're you're at this uh, phase in your bachelor hood where you've collected a lost and found okay? uh, yes i have a so, lost and found. <laughs> so you you can dedicate a drawer uh for the lost and found drawer or a box or something or whatever container you want to put it in and that's just the lost and found and people if they claim that they've left something behind they can go look for it every six months you empty out the lost and found you can donate it to ambets <laughs> and get a tax receipt or something um, what I used to do, and this is what kind of helped me circumvent this, because guys have this problem a lot, actually, where sometimes women will purposely leave things behind as an excuse to come back at a later date, right? Sure, sure. So what I used to have people do is I would treat the uh, foyer of my apartment as some of an airlock. So when they were to come over to the apartment, I would have them stripped down and put all of their belongings in a drawer that I had set aside um and this dresser that was right by my front door and then that way 
when they were done and they were leaving, just go back into your drawer and collect everything out of there and then leave. That way, nothing would ever get left behind because they're not they're not like, oh, purposely leaving an earring in the medicine cabinet or some fucking goofy shit like that that people like to do. Um, you know, because sometimes they, they leave like evidence behind for the other ones to find. People do you know? that. Yeah, there's a... Uh... This fucking dude that I was, I was, I guess I was dating. Oh, the gloves. <laughs> the gloves. No. Sorry, the, I don't know. If I the, just... the earbuds. Yeah, the, the headphones. Yeah. And uh, I guess I don't know if you know about that guy. Maybe you do. I don't know. Um, but this was, you know, back when Ivy hosted the show. I'm not sure how much we talked about him on the show back then. But anyway, uh, it just turned into this big fiasco, and uh, I don't, you know, it's turned into this inside joke that we have now. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he left his, his headphones behind and, you know, quite, that was his excuse to kind of try to get back in. And it's like, no, you know, but you know, it's whatever. I mean, yeah, you're right. I got a lost and found now. I don't know. I might keep this one. Um, it's, it's nice. It's a black thermal shirt. So whoever it was, I mean, whomever it was, I mean, obviously they were here back in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) It was under my bed. You know, so if you're missing a black thermal shirt, uh, which is probably most of my friend group, um, you can you can pick it up at my house. So there, there's that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I, I did that. That was my exciting story for the, you know, for the week. Um, but hey, sometimes you, you got to you got to wash your odds and ends. So, right. <laughs> well, I mean. You know that's okay. Um, wash your bits and pieces. You gotta wash. You gotta wash your bits and pieces. Your odds and ends, whatever you want to call them. You know, right. just, they need they need some special care sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, so I found this uh, really cool website. Okay. Um, well, hold on. I'm trying to think. Is there anything that I need to plug this week? You know, I don't think so. Is there anything you got to plug this week before I get into the news? No. Uh, next episode of the wire of Wired doesn't drop till next week, so you guys can you guys get a break from that. Check that out, then. Yeah, let us know what you think about. And about uh, I don't know if there's anything else. Oh, there's. I'm gonna check out your. Um, I'm actually really excited about it, and I was kind of pissed that you. Well, I wasn't pissed, but um, what's okay. the what's the uh, the clubhouse thing tomorrow? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So um. Uh, our buddy actually as a matter of fact let me i'll talk about this for a second another another plug you guys know how these things go um my buddy aaron dees um just premiered his podcast called hey strangeness and um i listened to it uh embarrassingly it took me a long time to listen to it and his second episode just came out yesterday um but the first episode man that was good that was really good he does it with his wife sarah um but yeah it's called hey strangeness check it out uh, i know currently it is on spotify he's waiting for it to get distributed you know because it is new um but it's if you guys like this show you're definitely going to like that show I, you know i don't think that they um they definitely have a very similar humor to to what we do and i i, I would love to work with them i know he's going to listen to this so um aaron let's schedule that and get you guys on over here and let's talk weird um but aaron has also opened up a clubhouse club and uh he was starting he was going to do his first uh his first room in it which was talking about you know your favorite kind of mystery and i know he's going to talk about the diet love pass and probably other things um yeah when i first saw that promo before your name was attached to it i was like oh i should uh take the time to come up with one and yeah uh, and pop in on that one because that was i like that it was very good it was a very broad topic 
Yeah, um, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily cryptid orientated. It's it, well, it's, it's forty and right, so it's right, exactly. on everything. You know. Yeah, it's, so I, I I was looking forward to that before I saw you know your stank all over it, and now it's. <laughs> you it's knew I was going to put my stank all over it, right? I mean, I yeah, to. your snail trail just slathered. <laughs> if up it's weird, I'm there. It. You know, throwing my yeah. stank around. <laughs> So now I'm like contractually obligated as the co-host of Wednesdays We Talk Weird to pop in tomorrow night and uh, <laughs> it's like, come get a whiff see, of the steak. It's come get it. <laughs> That's gross. Come partake in the funk. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So you know, yes, we are still doing that. Um, I know you probably saw that it was rescheduled, which is why you were griping a minute ago. I don't know, maybe not. Um, but we're doing that this Friday, actually. Oh, it's um, Friday now. Oh, you, that's even perfect. Initially, that's... yeah, initially it was Wednesday. We are doing, um, we are still doing the clubhouse room that we do every Wednesday with the Bigfoot Society podcast. Jeremiah Byron's going to host it. Um, he's taking a break because of, you know, health and adulting and, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's allowed to take breaks. The guy works his ass off. Um, but he's going to, you know, make his, his debut and we're kind of, you know, getting the team back together, you know, and, and talking about uh, weird stuff. But you guys probably will have listened to this episode already by the time that happens but friday um yeah friday evening at uh it's 7 p.m uh central time and 8 p.m you know eastern um so we're doing mysteries and you know the cool thing about clubhouse i know we talk about it a lot you guys know about it i swear to god they're not a sponsor they should be though Mm -hmm. um (laughs) we'll take your money but the cool thing about it is that you can join the discussion you know it's not you don't just have to sit back and listen to it i mean you can listen to it um and you know it's fun because the it'll run in the background of your other apps and things while you listen to it so it's like a live podcast right. um and, and at any point in time you want to join in the discussion and talk about your own favorite mystery you can and uh we would, we would love for you to do that so yeah um, let me just let me just put this out there if i'm in the room it does not mean that i want to talk <laughs> if i want to talk i will raise my hand because there's there's been times when like they're like oh well oh look dr x is here like come up and say something and i'm like no I don't really you don't have to and i mean then you, they'll be like, come accept, on. you know the the invite yeah well you know i don't want to disappoint but <laughs> honest i mean like in all in all honesty like i do you know 90 percent of the time if i'm in the room listening i am literally just there listening and if i want to say something i'll say something but i i don't i can i'm as just as comfortable being um a member of the audience as i am an entertainer i i'm comfortable on both sides of the stage some people they they gotta be up there you know what i mean like i think that goes back to being in a band like you know when i was in a band like it's not like i stopped going to see other people's bands play just because i was in a band myself and some people do that some people once if their band isn't on the bill they're not going to it right sure and i think that's if you're if you're a legitimate fan of music and local music why would you stop partaking in local music just because now you're a performer? And it's the same t- stuff with this. Like I genuinely love these conversations and I love this group and I love being able to kind of listen to these fucking weirdos talk. And, and i say that with the utmost respect and admiration, but I just, because I'm there to listen, doesn't, you know what I mean? Um, but if, if I pop in on Friday, chances are, I will have something that I want to share because I was very excited about that topic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, that is how the rooms are, you know, nobody's forced to come up. Um, you know, first of all, when you click on it and you invite somebody up, then they have to accept the invitation. So, um, I don't, you know, I don't want people to, to steer clear up it because they're worried about getting called on, um, or anything, but you know, it's, it's a no pressure kind of situation. I, I, you know, Pat, I understand why you probably feel a little bit more pressure than, than others. They like to listen to you. I don't know. I mean, take, take that with what you will, but you know, yeah. people do like to hear you talk. 
<laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, that, that's a good call out. Um, you know, that's for, that's for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the etiquette of, of clubhouses. Clubhouses that if you want to talk, you raise your hand. But anyway, so that's happening Friday. Um, and probably going forward, I know that you know Aaron is just doing a bunch of other rooms. Um, it's the Hey Strangeness Club on on Clubhouse, and he does more broad 40 in topics rather than just cryptozoology and of course we've got the cryptozoology club who was created by again jeremiah byron over the over at the uh bigfoot society podcast so check that one out too um anyway so there's that i don't think that there's i don't think i have anything else to plug this week i don't know we'll see i don't know you guys follow me on social media you'll see it and you know you should follow pat also on social media at least on twitter you know and he'll he'll tell you what he's got going on or at least i'll probably share a shit when i see it so there's you know there's that but anyway so as i was saying i, I did find this website it's very cool um it's, it's part of the news i found it kind of going over the news of the week and uh it's it's the ufo travel calculator okay so a team of scientists have gotten together and uh they have decided to take different types of ufos and calculate them to see you know again the travel calculator um how fast they go and things like that now of course we're talking about um speeds that we can't reach you know i know one of the one of the biggest um types of ufos people are talking about is the tic tac ufo and that's like the one that the military's filmed um and stuff like that there what they have come up with in the in the calculator and i'll post the link uh down below for you guys to go play with it it's really cool you can just like hit an auto generate button and it'll take you to a different type and it gives you all these specs and analytics on it um but you know for the sake of the show the tic tac type um it has a span of 44.6 feet across so that's how that's how big it is um but then the speed it travels at um, up, upwards and, and possibly beyond what we know, uh, 11,800 miles per hour. So what that means, because I know people don't know, I don't know what an airplane travels at. Do you, Pat? I, I don't know. What's off the top of my head? Not off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head, right? I don't know. But for people that don't know, that means that the Tic Tac UFO can travel from London to San Francisco in 27 minutes. Now that's fast we don't have planes that can travel that fast mm. so um anyway so what they do is again they they use science and math obviously to calculate how these ufos allegedly move based off of a couple of things based off of the videos themselves um based off of you know eyewitness uh encounters but it's really interesting um so that's another kind of ufo update for you guys um you know again you can follow the link there and go play with it if you want um i don't blame you but another thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, and it's kind of getting popular again because we talked about it last week, Bigfoot. Oh, I've heard of that. You've heard about Bigfoot before? Yeah. Wow, I only know a little bit. But <laughs> um, big things are happening again. Uh, so back in May of 2021, um, there was a sighting here in Ohio in Ashland County, which is which is about it's roughly about 50 miles away from uh the Cuyahoga Nature Reserve but that general area is a bunch of nothing um so it's a good place for a Bigfoot to live so there was a sighting um in Ashland County and the Cuyahoga Nature Reserve is where um some very famous howls were recorded back in 2016 um and I can tell you personally the organization that I work with we have over 250 reported Bigfoot sightings in that area 
So it's a big hotspot area. And it, again, it would make sense. It's a huge reserve. It's got plenty of land. Not a bunch of people out there except for, you know, just people walking in the woods. Um, you know, so it's a good place for it. But uh, there has now been a second sighting specifically in Ashland County. Uh, reported sighting, of course. Um, Does that, that qualify as a flap? As uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess I, I would say that, yeah. Um, but it kind of corroborates with the May, you know, 2021 sighting. Um, but this one happened by a uh, a gentleman who's he's a police officer. So you know what? I, I don't know if you believe those guys or not. Some people do, some people don't. Um, and he was outside mowing mowing his grass, and you know he saw this thing. So of course, because he's mowing his grass, and you know Sasquatch knows. Um, you know, he didn't have his phone on him to to record it, but um, it did, it did take him a little bit to kind of decide if, if what he saw was actually what he saw. He reported as being black, um, you know, and and obviously large. So he had his son put on like the, a big black sweater and go like kind of walk out in the distance and see if it looked the same as the you know because maybe it was a person, but but no. And and I could say there's no people walking around in sweaters in July in Ohio. Um, you know, I know we're not the traffic or anything, but it's been hot here, so. Right. <laughs> but that was um interesting so these i mean i guess these sightings are picking up now again these are just reported sightings there's plenty of people that don't know who to report or how to report a a bigfoot sighting and the fact of the matter is is that there is no one set person that you need to report to um if if you see sasquatch uh, my my idea would be most likely you saw it locally if you saw it locally then you're going to want to look into your local you know sasquatch research team whatever it is um the bfro is a really big you know a bigger organization um they're like what mufon is the ufos which i wouldn't recommend them either but i don't really recommend the bfro however um if you put it out there and you you know make your contact information available to other researchers or if you have a favorite researcher somebody that you follow and you know uh, ind- independently um, reach out to them and tell them you're signing so who knows i mean it could have been seen more than once but so far it's been seen twice in the last two months so, so where is this place in relation to where you're at uh it's probably about four hours away it's it's pretty far oh it's pretty far i mean it's like enough. it's like the ohio boonies so i mean it's in the middle of nowhere i can tell you that so it, it's it's quite a trek um you know so it's eh. But we'll be going out there. Um, we do have plans for an investigation. You know, I have an experiment that I would like to conduct with trail cams out there. Um, you know, so eventually that will be part of the plan. It's just, you know, getting out there to do it, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, well, not just that, finding the right people. It's again, it's an experiment. I can't really talk about it much, but, um, you know, we will be investigating that area eventually. And maybe we'll see a Bigfoot. Some people think it could be a bear. Um, there are bears out there, but you know at the same time i don't know a bear just kind of dumbly walking around the woods on its hind legs i don't know it could be we'll see yeah 250 sightings that's a lot that's a lot of sightings for one area yeah um you know so that's that's pretty significant uh kind of along the same vein of that um today actually less than an hour ago (laughs) before we were going to record somebody brought it to my attention that there are reports of uh panthers in huber heights ohio which huber heights is city i mean it's not like it's in the middle of nowhere and we don't have panthers i mean we don't have we don't have giant cats like that in ohio we do have bobcats Mm -hmm. um but not like that and panthers all panthers are is a, a there is no species of panther i don't know how many people know that or not um, I didn't know that. Yeah, panthers aren't an actual species. All it is is a catch-all term for these 
big exotic cats that have a lot of you know they're they're black they have a lot of you know melanin in their in their fur or whatever and, and you know they appear black so it could be a leopard it could be a, a black leopard it could be a jaguar um but most importantly it could be a cougar now with cougar sightings in the area cougars aren't native to ohio a lot of people say they're not um and, and they're not native in the east coast in general they're more they're more of a west coast thing you know west uh, west uh western thing however i know that um and in these areas people do report seeing cougars a lot so my professional opinion is that we do have them i think we do i think we have a very small population but well, they're Indiana all, has them. um i don't think you do um or i don't think they do I don't, i'm pretty sure they don't they're not native there yeah well yeah they most definitely are the they're they're the famous the bruce springsteen of indiana john cougar mellencamp oh, mountain lions yep says they're rare yeah okay Ra- my bad. rare over there but they are they are over there um so right so why couldn't they come in and out of ohio i know that there's like a lot of debate specifically within the new england area because they just insist there are no cougars there however they're finding footprints people are seeing them all the time you know so it's it's weird but you know they wonder if it, if it would hurt tourism for them to come out and say hey we do have them um i think i'm pretty sure that we saw one uh that was hit by a car in west virginia i'm almost positive that that's what we saw we were driving one of these times you know late at night we saw this huge animal and it was tan i mean it was like tan colored and initially you think deer right you think it's a really big deer except it looked like the the foot of it was like underneath the body but like it was facing so the back was facing towards us and the foot was like underneath it but it was like facing outwards and what was facing outwards at us was a paw so mm. deers i don't know if you know this but they don't have paws they have hoofs yeah <laughs> so it couldn't have been a deer you know it couldn't have been so we think it could have been but we were going so fast and you know we were gosh in the car for four hours just to get to where we we're going we, we didn't go back we probably should have i don't know why we didn't oh well but uh anyway the bigger bigfoot news uh, the bigger sasquatch uh you know happenings um is that there's this been there's been this video that just came out did you see this video you might have. i did actually yeah you know exactly what i'm talking about i also think you know exactly what i'm talking about so um a couple I don't know if it was a couple or a couple of people were um, kayaking or canoeing or something down the Crass River in Michigan when they uh, saw what they believed to be a Sasquatch. Um, initially, only a photograph was released of this thing. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to figure out how to send the video over to, you know, they, they sent it over to some guy with the YouTube channel. I'll tell you that. Some guy with the YouTube channel. One of those jagoffs. One of those guys. Now, does he do good work? He does. He, I, you know, I've only seen his analysis of this video, but he did do a really good job. He's very indifferent. You know, he's not like, oh, it's definitely Bigfoot or oh, it's definitely not. You know, he's 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 good. He's good. I think he was good, but I'm not familiar with who he is. Um, but they sent it over to him, and then you know, so initially he released the photograph, and he was trying to analyze it and figure it out, but you couldn't really tell. You know, of course, it's Bigfoot. Um, and then the video came out, and it just made it even weirder um what what do you what, what's your initial thoughts on, on the video pat um i don't know i mean it's supposed to be a female again right and it's 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 kind of like the same setup as the patterson gimlin tape uh well sort of yeah it's, it's a female and it's 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 carrying a youngster it has a you know a lot of people think it has a baby yeah just right. a, a little you know a little a baby a small foot i don't i don't know what 
<laughs> I don't know what they call those, but yeah, you know, it's carrying a little small foot. Um, yeah, I mean, that's allegedly, you know, that's what people are saying. Or it's carrying a deer, some people have said. Okay. Um, you know, but they think it's carrying something. Now, I'll tell you what, I, I, I haven't personally picked apart this video like i haven't analyzed it i'll be honest with you i haven't other people will and that's fine um but just from the naked eye and just looking at it for you know on my phone <laughs> to me it just looks like somebody threw on a bunch of carpet square samples and went walking around the woods yeah it, it definitely looked disheveled it looked weird <laughs> didn't it it looks it's either but i don't know what they're supposed to look like so well, i don't fucking but know like, i mean whatever it is so like okay so what happens is it it's walking through the water right it comes and i guess it goes into the water it's walking through the water and you really only see like the side profile of it and so mm. and again I'll, the link's down in the description go watch it come back if you want whatever um but if it, it's like the side profile and there's like something on the side it kind of looks like a big ass titty is what i see i see a big ass titty uh, i i didn't get that and i have a pretty but good titty like, radar but you got, you got a good, good titty radar <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what, i mean but it looks like something but whatever it is it's like moving separate from the body and i think that's what people are saying is allegedly the in the infant mm. but to me it just looks like a carpet square sample that's not really that's just kind of draped over the shoulder that's just kind of hanging on and it's just kind of moving because the body's moving yeah i think i watched the video while taking a shit so like on my cell phone so that's probably not the best uh best like setup to do right i need to put yeah Yeah, i need to pull it up on my computer and i haven't done that again because like i said somebody else will and they'll figure it out but but just my initial reaction like that's what you know that's what it looks like but you know if it is a titty i could say that you know, I, I was like, uh, one of my friends texted me about it. They're like, oh, look, I think it's, I think that's titties. And I was like, I know, right? I was like, right. I'm like, it's probably just the local, you know, forest, you know, hermit with her big saggy titties hanging out. She just, you know, she had to go soak her titties in the, in the water. Cause you know, she'd been dragging them around and really sore. <laughs> yeah. I had access to uh penthouse and swank at a very young age. So I, I never did the whole national geographic titty thing that some kids do. <laughs> When they're that hard up for pornography, so I own, I can't speak to indigenous tribes and and the way breasts are formed outside of Western culture. Like, I don't know, man. It looks strange. Like even the picture, like when you just see the picture, there's like a spot on the leg where. And I'll tell you this: when you look at at something super pixelated like this for a really long time, your mind kind of starts to fill in the blanks. Oh yeah, you, you know what I mean. Fucking come up with anything. I mean, that's right. Why and, and then you kind of like you know, I know me personally. I got to take a break and come back and revisit it again with fresh, you know, fresh eyes. But when you first look at the picture on the leg, it looks like there's like this black spot around the thigh, like a strip. And I don't know if it's a shadow. I don't know if it's a separate part kind of looks like it could be you know some type of belt or something like a utility belt like on your like whatever those things are called on your like you're wearing your leg looks weird and it's like well what is that why would an animal have like a utility belt on you know it'd be weird but who knows could it be whatever it was it was carrying that's casting a shadow i don't know but then you know so at first i was like eh, that's probably you know that's probably fake but then you do see the video and and initially that was my reaction i i heard about the picture saw the picture mm-hmm. there was no video and they're like they're trying to get the video sent over and i'm like okay yeah bullshit then there's no video we'll never know what this thing was but then the video did come out and it was like oh okay well shit humbled my ass real quick but 
you know, also it just made it even weirder because it just looks so unnatural. But then again, if you wouldn't see it, it right, yeah. wouldn't it? Right. That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't it look unnatural? I we don't, don't know. I mean, it, they might be more human like than we give them credit for. Or maybe they're more bestial and, and they they walk in an unnatural way regardless it doesn't sound like this is the piece of evidence to break the bigfoot case it's one not, way it. right it's yeah. too difficult now they did do a good i will say that i mean they did record it they did do the best that they could do considering all they had was a cell phone so people need to stop bitching about oh why can't we get good pictures of it well they did that's exactly what they did i mean gosh it's probably it probably is one of the better pieces of, of video that we have if it is legit um you know just considering again they're on the water you know they're in the water doing their thing and this thing just comes upon them they did a good job doing that kudos to you guys for recording it but at the same time to me the thing kind of just looks like a puppet it just moves weird how many well then it's also what if these things are are trans-dimensional or something and that you know the way that they move when it's captured on film it doesn't translate it looks oddly fluidly you know. you know what i mean it looks all choppy and fucking erratic you know a, a thought that just popped in my head right now when you talk about why don't we have good footage of this or why don't we have good video of this you know maybe a lot of people do get good footage and good video of this stuff you know 30 seconds before their heads are crushed by rocks you know what i mean or they're or they're or they're they're, they're picked up and absconded away with by bigfoot you know, you know we were maybe that's it because that. like because i'm thinking like if you're like i'm like i just got back from hiking in the woods and if I saw something like that, I think I would run first, um, especially if I had my children with me. I think yeah. we would try to get the fuck out of the area as soon as possible. Right. Uh, um, if I did pull out my phone and try to get footage of it, I would be scared as fuck. And I don't even think I would do that. I think I would try to run. I Just think I would try to away. Well, yeah. exactly. Because you know. you're, it's not like where you're at. I mean, I don't know exactly. I don't know the geography of where this video was captured, but I'm sure it's not like, you know, and then like up on the other side of the hill, there was a fucking Denny's, right? Like they're, you're well, no, in the middle of nowhere. They were kayaking down the river. Yeah. So you're, you're a long way from civilization. You're a long way from help. Right. And if um, that's like, I mean, I didn't make a huge deal out of this, but when I went hiking, I brought my fucking nine millimeter with me. Like I didn't have it on my hip. I didn't walk around brandishing it like a, you know, hill jack, but like, I'm not going to go into a national park unarmed. Yeah, Are no, you kidding me? You and absolutely I, need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think that if, if in that situation, my, I don't know if I would, you know, fight or flight, but one of the last instincts I would have is to pull out my cell phone and make sure that I capture quality video of it. Well, right. It's like people seem to forget is that, you know, what you're talking about here is you're talking about you just decided to go kayaking on the river one day, right? You just decided that's what I'm going to do. The last thing in your mind was that, you know what? It's a possibility that I'm going to run into the mythical creature Bigfoot that nobody has ever proven before. So when you do, your brain has to catch up to your ass, you know? <laughs> First, you have to reason away with what is happening. And it takes a minute. I can tell you that. As somebody who has, you know, I, I think I saw, I don't know what it was, but I think I saw a Thunderbird type thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But I didn't, again, I know in that moment, you're like, wait a minute. And, and and then your brain is stuck going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And it is until, you know, finally it catches up. And by the time it does, the moment's passed. It's gone. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the, and that's how it worked with me. It fucking flew off and it was gone. <laughs> and that was it. And 
I don't know. I'll never know exactly what it was. But, um, you know, that's the same thing again with, with Bigfoot is that you know that you're seeing something that you're not really supposed to be seeing or that you've been told doesn't exist or isn't possible. Because, you know, people like me, like, yes, if I'm going to go out on a Bigfoot expedition, I'm going to, you know, plan ahead of time. I'm going to mentally prepare for I might see this thing. However, if I'm just going out into the woods to pick berries, I'm not thinking about I'm going to see Sasquatch. Well, I am because this is what I do, but (laughs) regular people are not, you know. So then it it comes down to that. So then, yes, then you have to think about then you've got your fight or flight, right? Now you're being you're you're being faced with, again, an eight foot tall primate, right? Oh, far away from civilization, you know? So your first thought is going to be, I need to protect myself. This thing can attack me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be, I need to pull my phone out and record this, you know. And then even if you get to that point, even if you do, say you do decide, I'm going to pull my phone out and record this, you got to be quick enough to do it. And then on top of that, you're going to be shaking like a leaf. You're going to be scared to death. So, no, you're not going to be able to sit there with your camera holding it all still. There's just so many factors at play for getting good footage of these things. But... We were talking about uh, in Clubhouse, we were having this this conversation about um, like Dogman and how a lot of people associate Dogman with being vicious and, and aggressive. Um, but, you know, it's kind of funny because really all the Dogman encounters, you know, people, people, these people live to tell about them. They weren't attacked by this thing. You know what I mean? Like they eventually they talked about it. So it's like, why do people think that they're vicious? And uh, then we were talking, you know, and, and Sasquatch, too. I mean, there are some stories of, of Bigfoot being mean and aggressive. Um, but then obviously there's people that don't have that experience because it just, you know, walks around and walks away from them and goes on with its life. But then yeah. again, it's not like Bigfoot's going to come out and be like, hey, you know what? I killed that guy. Like, <laughs> it was me. So we don't really know how many if these things are, are aggressive or not because they could be killing people out in the woods. Who the fuck's going to tell about that? Who's, who's going to live to tell the story? Nobody, obviously. So I don't know um but anyway you know but again i i do commend these people for you know at least taking the video if they weren't in on the hoax you know whatever it was you know because who knows they could have staged it right they could have been in on it and taken this video and said hey we're going to share this somebody else could have hoaxed it and they didn't know and they're just innocent people in it and they were you know played a prank on to them you know they thought it was real either way i'm glad (laughs) the video's here so will anything come out of it no probably not but you know, we got it. You can only stabilize it so much. And um, there will be people that are more tech, you know, tech savvy than I am that will come over this thing and, and get all the details. That's not me, though. So uh, sorry. <laughs> but I just think it looks like somebody wearing carpet squares. So <laughs> that's my opinion. obviously, I don't think that's what happened. I think that they, if they were on a kayak, again, cameras aren't as good as our eyes anyway. Um, you know, I think that they knew enough that they were seeing a Sasquatch. So obviously I think they could tell if it was somebody dressed up in carpet squares or whatever. Um, but you know, so they, they thought that they were seeing something, whatever it was, but to me, it moves like a puppet. It just looks, it looks weird. I don't know what it was, but that's my, that's my opinion on, uh, on the recent Bigfoot video. I don't know. Got anything else to add to that one? No, I I do not. Okay. Well, then I'm switching gears. Um, so congratulations, congratulations to me, congratulations to you, Pat, and congratulations to, to the listeners. Um, this is our 69th episode. Well, wow. it's not your 69th episode, but it's mine. So it's, right. it's, it's the show's 69th episode. We, we've put out 69 episodes over the course. So last week, uh, we talked about the Megalodon, but during the talking of the Megalodon, we started talking about sounding. 
Yes, we did. And uh, did you do it? Did you did you get a chance to try it this week? Or no, but I, I did think about buying one of those kits and then slapping one of our stickers on it and then selling it as the official Weird Wednesday uh, sounding kit. And then I had this idea of like doing that with a bunch of random shit. Like you can get a Weird Wednesday Nintendo Switch. You can get a Weird Wednesday lampshade. Like <laughs> that would be good. that'd be pretty. Using sweet. the stickers to like make our own merch. That's really other shit that I found around my house, and I'm just putting and, a and sticker it's, on. Yeah, it's just one of the stickers slapped on, and that's it. That's how it's. <laughs> yeah. Really, that's yeah. That's a really good idea. Um, <laughs> I'll do that. Um, but yeah, well, so we, we were talking about sounding. We, we we did talk about running a poll. I know we didn't run the poll um, because we just, you know, we talked about it. And I said, hey, guess what? It's our 69th episode next week. So yeah, the universe decided for us. We didn't need you assholes to weigh in. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we decided, you know, as you guys can tell from the, the title, you know, we're going to talk about uh, kinks and kink community and uh, strange kinks and fun kinks and not so strange kinks and you know whatever we're just gonna talk about a, we're just gonna have a little round table discussion about fucking so it's a little <laughs> fucking um but but full disclosure um this is not the episode where we like go in and tear into people about what they are interested in doing um me personally um i don't care what you're into as long as you're doing it consensually so as long as you're consenting and and whoever else involved is consenting that's you know between you and and them and and you know the the 50 other people in the room or whatever um you know that's that's up to you guys but um you know there are some weird ones i mean you know we talk about sex and sex is obviously a very um important piece to to people we do a lot of things for sex right um we 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 cultivate entire relationships with people just to continue to have sex with them and <laughs> you know we uh we do a lot in order to achieve this because as as we all know sex feels good right we like it we like to have it um now ivy and i covered this in an earlier episode we kind of talked a little bit well initially that was actually the idea was kind of more this episode was to talk about kinks just kinks in general but it kind of turned more into a discussion about ourselves and kind of preferences and things like that so if you really want in-depth explanations of, of some things or you know you just kind of want to maybe you want more weird wednesday go back and listen to the sex and relationships episode it's it was it was good it was a good one it, it was one of the most listened to episodes for a very long time so <laughs> until what um i think until i'm not sure exactly when that i think until um the cecil hotel actually or maybe no maybe it was the q and on episode oh um, nice i have to go back and look but yeah it was it was one of the top it's it's i think it probably is still in the top five so you guys sure. probably already heard it but if you haven't go listen to it um so anyway um where do, where do we want to start do we want to start with this uh kind of the weirdest kinks we run into or do we want to start talking about dating i mean what, what do you want to do <laughs> I don't, you know, we had a pre-show meeting about this and we still- We did and we, we still started. sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think it was good. We got the disclaimer out of the way. Sure. Um, you know, I think it's, it's obviously kink is a relative term because what is, uh, what's kinky to one person isn't kinky to another. And anybody that has ever spent any time in the kink community knows that there's always a, there's always a more, there's always a bigger kinkster around the corner, right? Sure. There's always someone that's more intense or more 
dedicated. It's got kinky punk rock kind of occupy the same mind space where there's some people that have a passing interest in it. And, you know, there, there's, you know, the, the, the chick that works in an office that rides the train to work every day with Chuck Taylor's on and nylons and is listening to taking back Sunday on her fucking iPhone. Right. And she considers herself into punk rock. And then you can have the guy that works the door at the exit. That's got a Mohawk and neck tattoos and is basically unemployable. And he thinks that he's all about punk rock. So, and, 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 and their own way, both of those people are right. Okay. Um, and I, I think it'd be unfair to use one person's measuring stick to, you know, measure another person's interest in, in a subculture or, or whatever. And I think kinks are kind of the same way. Like there's uh, after 50 shades, there's a lot of people that, you know, wanted to dabble and, and kind of experiment and got into stuff. And I know that that left a bad taste in a lot of, in a lot of other people's mouths because they felt that their, uh, you know, it was like, it was kind of like a hot topic opening, you know, the same way a lot of people like freaked the fuck out because they thought that, you know, the punk rock subculture was, was just being exploited and they, you know, a lot of people on FetLife or whatever kind of lost their shit with 50 shades. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to debate the merits of 50 shades at all. I mean, I, some people better minds than my own have written, you know, exhaustive articles about, you know, the way that their dynamic was set up and how that's not the way that real uh, submissive and dominant relationships should be structured. Um, But whatever. Sure. Um, So I think, yeah, it's, there's, there's certain things that um, everyone's somewhere on the spectrum and what's kinky to one person is not kinky to another. So it's kind of a relative term. And I think I'm, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think I'm definitely more adventurous than, most of my friends <laughs> but uh at the same time i've seen some pretty crazy shit at some play parties and uh <laughs> yeah absolutely well there's you definitely know. a difference between between a kink and a fetish is there now i mean okay i'm not i'm not being argumentative but like how would we separate those two um well i don't know that's that's a, that's a good that's <laughs> I mean, you spoke pretty. You used the word definite. Because so. I think that kinks are more of a lifestyle. Okay. And fetishes are more of a favorite flavor. Oh. You know what I mean? So, like in a kink, right? You talk about a kink. In kink, you have dynamics. So, we'll just use the one that everybody knows about, and that would be dumb, doms and subs, right? Yes. Yeah. So, right, BDSM. So, you know, then then it's kind of more of a role. And then people in BDSM, it's not just about, listen, if you if you if you like to be tied up during sex and you like to be, you know, blindfolded and spanked, you're not in a BDSM. BDSM is a complete lifestyle. You outside right. of the bedroom, you are still in that role. Now, granted, you have safe words and things like that, but you are still in that role. Um you know, but it's, 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 again, it's a lifestyle. Um, whereas like a fetish is like, you know, we'll talk about the first thing I think of when I think of the word fetish is foot fetish every time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, I think that's a common one. You know, those people really, really, really enjoy feet. Um, you know, for whatever reason, that's what they're into. You know, some people, some people that I know that I'm really good friends with really, really like big titties and so you know it it is what it is um (laughs) so i mean that's the difference however i think that you know what we're gonna do is kind of discuss 
both of those topics here and uh, just kind of throw it all into this kink and, and feed and titties. Feet, feet. Some people like feet and titties. Yeah. No, when you said both, we're going to discuss both of those topics. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about feet. <laughs> oh, sure. We can talk about feet and titties. Um, but uh, you know, so I, I think, you know, again, that's, so that's the difference between the two. I, I would, I would imagine, you know, at least as, as far as my understanding goes, but then again, you know, my understanding of it, because I don't, well, I don't have a particular kink or or fetish. Um, I do like. Do you feel that? Do you feel that those are more of a? Uh, that's more of a male centered thing. Like I know that there's, I know that there's female kinksters and female fetishists, but like when you talk about feet fetish, like that's almost got to be exclusively a guy thing, right? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it sounds more like a guy thing, but I can't, I don't know what the numbers are on it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would think that women could also have foot fetishes. Why not? I mean, I, I don't think that that's a, a problem. But no, I, I think that, you know, men, I think men probably are more, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody with a foot fetish. So <laughs> you're asking the wrong, I don't have a foot fetish either. I don't know anything about I, it. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't. And, um, I don't know anyone. One of my buddies claims to, but I don't know how serious he is about it. I think he might say it just because Quentin Tarantino has one and he's trying to compare himself to him. But uh, I don't... I guess there's certain things that, like... This is the way I look at, like, a lot of that stuff. There's certain things that I'm not... There's certain things that I'm into, right? And then there's certain things that I'm not into, but I understand, well, you know what I mean? And then there's certain things that I'm I'm not into and I don't I don't get. And as as commonplace as feet are, I don't get it. No, I'm not I don't I no. Not in the way that like I can appreciate like a uh a, a, like a clean foot as opposed to like a gnarly jacked up foot, right? And I can like appreciate like a pedicure, but it's I would never like ask someone to jerk me off with their feet. No. Unless I was like really horny and this person was like, the only way that I will make you fucking come is with my feet. And I'd be like, well, if that's it or nothing, then what the fuck? Let's give it a shot. But I would never like ask for that. You know what I mean? Um and there's some people where that's all they want to that's all they want to do or that's all they wanna Foot you know. Play. Yeah, I had a friend, and I know this is kinda I don't know if we're gonna get into the sex work stuff <clears throat> right away, but I had a friend that met some dude on the internet and uh he would pay her to come over and put cigarettes out on his feet okay and she had to laugh cruelly while she did it okay and she would do this like a couple times a month and she get paid like i don't know 100 200 bucks every time she did never tried to fuck her never tried to touch her just wanted her to smoke cigarettes and then put him put them out on the soles of his feet while she laughed and she did this for i don't know how long but eventually she didn't really want to do it anymore she started dating some guy and the guy was like i don't want you doing that or she didn't want to do it because she was dating the guy and she um got one of her friends to do it and i was better friends with the friend than i was the uh you know patient zero i guess and um she set up a time where her and the friend went over to meet this guy and they both smoked cigarettes and put cig the cigarettes out on his feet. And then after that, she was done. And then the friend took up the mantle and did it for God knows how long. So like, that's something like, I don't get. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, no, I well, is your friend hiring? Because I will um that's put I'll cigarettes be, out on some guys. Yeah. Well, was and I, I will laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I probably would laugh. too. I was like, I gotta come over there. I, I was at a play party once and uh it was at a dungeon and I was friends with the people that were, were throwing it. But it was it was like a it was like a way for um for like the the, the women that worked there during the week like they would have clients that came in and then these clients like the whoever was like would pay a lot of money like they would they would like get walked around on a leash that night sure like at this party and i remember i was there and i was fully dressed and i could i could we could do a whole show telling about the shit that i saw this thing but um you know this was a couple this was like over a decade ago so you could still smoke indoors and uh we were smoking cigarettes and stuff and i was like where do i ash and they were like oh uh here ash in his mouth and this chick that i was talking to was in this whole getup, like pulled the collar of this guy that was next to her and he opens up his mouth and we just were like ashing in his mouth like it was an ashtray that's and i like didn't think twice about it i was like well whatever dude well right so right when you go to these 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 places and, and do things like that uh this is not my story but i will share someone else's story that they told me is that one time they walked into a bar and um he had to go to the bathroom and they directed him towards this pool where this guy was in the middle of the pool and that's where you pissed was on this guy in the pool in the middle of this bar <laughs> and you know so the things like that is not it's not really uncommon um again for these these type of spaces but again you're you're safe and you know to do whatever it is you want to do whether you want to be you know pissed on people or, or pissed on um you know that's just uh, either here nor there um you know some people have have really interesting stuff and you know i definitely i like to hear this you know i guess for the scientific side of why and and what and how exactly it works but not necessarily partake i i don't personally have um i mean i've got some things that i i like more than other things and you know i, I I've, I've said it before on the show like i want to have a gimp i do i've never had one i'd like to have one oh, and, i don't want that kind of responsibility i'd like to I, well yeah that's true that's a good point um but i don't know i don't I mean for me it sounds good but like at the same time i don't um i don't i don't want a dom but i do want a daddy dom and you know but also i want to get like i want both you know i want both of those things and so you know that would kind of be one of my ideal dynamics is where i could have all that plus everything in between and you know that sounds strange but like the thing is about it which i've explained is that like my daddy dom can't be my gimp it doesn't work that way yeah it just absolutely does not work that way you cannot because again this is a lifestyle this isn't just the bedroom play you know it's something that, that you would have to live through day in and day out and so you can't just switch it and be like oh okay you know this is what it is then then it then it kind of breaks the the illusion and that ruins the whole point of the, of the kink to begin with you know um but yeah you know but but not everything i'm into uh there's there's one fellow i don't know if he listens to the show or not somebody that i do know personally though um and he has a hair fetish and okay. this what i'm not saying that like he likes hairy women or anything like that it has absolutely nothing to do with that um specifically he likes when girls have really long hair and they talk about needing to have a haircut and they like their bangs are like 
too long and like in their face and like talking about how they need to cut them and swooping them out of their face and but there's no actual sex involved however he gets sexually aroused from that that i when you get into like that type of territory where it's like very specific triggers yeah i feel like that's tied to the more specific you are the more it's tied to something specific from your past i agree i agree and and i've talked to him about it so like he told me about it one night because we all used to go to this bar together and told me about it one night while he was drunk and then he was very embarrassed and and told me about it you know the next day he's like oh i'm so sorry i said that i'm like i'm interested you know i'd like to know you know what what is i mean you just like you know you just like girls with long hair he's like no it's it's deeper than that i mean it's bigger than that there's no porn for it you know oddly enough i mean there there really isn't i'm like well, well let's uh, i'm gonna make it and i'll sell it to him at a well, premium fucking price right i will absolutely make it and sell it to him but you know to <laughs> the point to where like you know i knew that he was into this like because i knew he was into this and because i knew how specific and strange it seemed I didn't mind going out and letting my hair grow out a little bit longer just to like keep getting it out of my face and be like, oh God, I need a haircut every once in a while. You know, I I didn't mind it because, you know, it really was harmless to me, but it meant the world to him. And I didn't have to have sex with him. I didn't get anything from it. Just that, you know, I was trying to be a good friend. I don't know. but you know it's just it, very interesting it was it was a very interesting thing so you know we talked we would talk about it at length he would tell me that yeah there there's no porn for it but there is a small market for it of course again it's a small group it's a niche community but there are people that are into it it's not just him and he doesn't really know why or where it came from or you know what what happened or how he developed that it, i mean but it is it's fascinating to me when stuff like that is at play because again it's not exactly sexual because it's not you know but but it it made him sexually aroused so did you know what the uh so you talked about like there's not a they don't make this stuff um you know a great place if if you're someone that wants to like do a deep dive in this or if you're somebody that has these like you know uh i don't want to say off the wall but like i'd say more unique or involved fetishes it's clips for sale and if 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 you go on clips for sale, like it's basically so if you go to like Brazzers or or Naughty America or whatever, like those mainstream websites, right? What are you going to see? You're going to see, you know, you're going to see milf porn, right? You're you're going to see barely legal, or you're going to see interracial, or you know what I mean? You're going to sure. see basic the 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 run of the mill stuff, the stuff that's kind of like just very common. And um, if that's what you're into, cool. That's you're going to find it. And you're going to find lots of it. And you're going to find very high quality stuff, and it's going to be relatively cheap. But let's say you're into smoking, or let's say you're into trampling. You know what I mean? Like you really get off on seeing women jump up and down on stuffed animals. Um, then you're looking at more of a niche market, and you're going to go to stuff for clips for sale. And what's interesting about that is that from a production, from somebody who makes stuff, and granted, I haven't made this stuff, but it's not because I haven't thought about it. Um, you can, you basically, you can make a lot of money making really, what to your layman would seem as weird shit. Um, and you can charge a decent amount of money for it. And it doesn't even involve nudity. A lot of this stuff. The top, I just, I just pulled up clips for sale on my phone while we were doing the show. And the uh, top clip is um, a video with no nudity 
of somebody pretending to swallow. It's a POV video. And the woman is pretending to be a gigantic person in comparison to the person watching the video. Which is oh, a tiny. Video. Right. And they're, they pretend to eat them. Right. And it's a 10 minute video. It sells for $11. And God knows how many thousands of dollars this person has made. And it's just basically a lot of shots of like her mouth open. <laughs> but like this is, and, and I'm not laughing at it because I think that it's stupid or I think that anyone that's into it is like a degenerate or something. But I mean, that's, that to me is kind of incredibly niche and it's, it's weird that it kind of falls under the pornography, uh, label even though there's no nudity or anything right um and actually it, it's probably like legally not pornography because Tiny, it's got yeah, tinies are, are another one of those very interesting i mean they you know tiny tinies get off on on thinking that they're they're small they're very small well and, and i think that, that probably has this it probably has the same genesis as the the people that are littles that kind of like to infantize themselves Mm -hmm. um one of the first play parties i went to i spent half the night um by the deli tray with this dude in a a onesie and the guy was like taller than me and he was in a giant fucking onesie and for him i don't think he was there and i know i'm jumping all over the place here but i don't think he was there um necessarily for any kind of sexual gratification i think it's more of this is this is how he felt comfortable as a person and he couldn't do it socially Right. So this was a way for um, him to be around a group of people that were accepting and not judgmental. And uh, he got to dress like a giant baby. Yeah. And, and sit there and play with puzzles and shit, you know. And um, now, granted, you know, 15 feet away from that, a woman was being beat with a telephone book and, you know, people were like slut on her forehead or whatever but like it, it all that stuff kind of gets like grouped together but well right want... because you know, it, it's like it's like the 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 weird in me recognizes the weird in you you know right like, no i think i think it is and i think that like you know sometimes and and maybe that's where the where the division between kink and fetish is is that maybe one's not necessarily sexual but it is uh, somewhat de- i don't want to say deviant because it sounds too negative but maybe it's deviant behavior it's it's, it's skew from the norm right okay to put it like that and um i think that's where where some of this stuff the space that some of this stuff honestly does occupy yeah i agree i'd agree with that i mean as as somebody who you know considers myself a type of, of deviant um you know i but again i don't really have specifics like you know some people just have that thing you know they got that one thing that they like that they really like sexually and 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 maybe it's just you know maybe it's something as vanilla as you know you like that weird thing that he does with his tongue or you know you you know you like you know hearing her make those noises or you know whatever you know some people like to dress up as in a onesie and play with puzzles or you know some people like to stick tubes into their urethra or you know whatever there's a there's a physical component to that and i think with bdsm there's a physical component too even though there's also a lifestyle maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the distinction that we need to make is that um you know the, the adult onesie thing there's nothing 
it's maybe psychological there's a, rather than yeah physical. it's a lifestyle decision you know right. and maybe there's maybe there's is a physical component because oh the way that the banky feels against my face or some shit i don't know but like i feel like that that's a lifestyle choice that's a psychological thing and and same thing with like when you get to bdsm outside of the bedroom when it's actually a whole entire like if you watch the movie secretary that's that's a better if you're interested in like you know the the um sub dom dynamic look at that movie before you look at 50 shades with james spader and uh maggie gyllenhaal have you ever seen that i've no, no i've never even heard it's of that. A, oh check it out it's real hot and they and it's not i don't know if there's nudity but it's not it's not very gratuitous right it's it's uh a guy and he's looking for he's a businessman he's looking for a secretary and meg and the guy is james spader and the the chick is maggie gyllenhaal and he just kind of takes over her whole entire life and they don't fuck I don't want to spoil the whole movie, but it's it's not about that. It's about the control that he has over her. To where I the the scene I always remember is she's at having dinner with her family, and he calls her on the phone at home, and she picks it up and he goes, "What are you having for dinner tonight?" And she's like, uh, "They made like pork chops and mashed potatoes and green bean or uh, and and peas," and he goes, "You may have three peas," no. and then hangs up on her. And she goes back to dinner with her family, sits down, eats three peas, and then pushes the plate away. And, like, you're like, whoa, like that's kind of (laughs) hot. But, (laughs) once again. You know, it it is very much, again, it's a a lifestyle thing rather than a. And and then there's a a difference between a dom-sub relationship compared to a master-slave and compared to like ddlg or you know the mom son version of it all those things are different you know in their own right terminology is extremely important when you're talking about those things so like learn learn i I guess here's my thing If, if you think that you might be into something like any of this learn about it read about it search these topics up join join the communities on social forums and you know i know you mentioned fet life right get on fet life you know ask people about these things to kind of see where you might fit in and then of course another piece of that puzzle is then to try them you know you have to try them you have to have which can be difficult because you have to have a trusted partner to try these things with um not just bdsm but you know everything just everything whatever it is that you're that you might be into if you're into haircuts you know or whatever you know find somebody seek somebody out that, that you can trust with this to kind of you know build up and practice on and it's okay to say hey you know what i think i like this and then you know by the end of it decide i don't i don't i didn't really like it as much as i thought and then keep going but the, you know the the key the key point here is to try and explore and do you know my kink my 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 weirdness is to do everything and to try everything i mean there are some things that i'm outright like no i'm not i don't like that but I, I like to try things and I like to try them with different people because it might be different with different people. And sometimes it is, um, you know, and, and I think that that's, that's really important to do, but that's kind of, if I, if I were to pick anything that I had that was weird, that would be it. I like to, I like adventurous sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, well, that means trying stuff. Yeah. I mean, self-discovery is only, is only really accomplished by exploration if you don't try it you're not gonna know and like yeah obviously some stuff you you feel confident enough to kind of you know dismiss before you get too much into it but there's absolutely i'll say this too i mean we've talked this whole time about kink 
there's absolutely nothing wrong with you if you just like vanilla sex there really isn't i mean that's honestly that's me for the most part like i know we're just out there having vanilla sex and it's okay yeah it it it, i know that it, it kind of seems to go against uh i don't want to say my persona because i'm like well fuck it yeah i mean the way that i represent myself sometimes it seems like i would not be that but i mean um this kind of comes from having drank fully from the cup of life and i realize i'm I'm a relatively simple dude right (laughs) you know and is i you know i'm not looking to control people i certainly don't want people to control me um i don't like having to do all the work but at the same time you know i'm not looking to just lay back and have someone else you know do everything which i think is where a lot of people get the script flipped when they talk about you know subdom is that they think that if if i'm submissive i'm just going to lay back and someone's going to do do all the work and i'm going to sit here and enjoy it um eh, that's not really how it goes no you know and i I, you know i'm not looking to do anyone's homework nor do i expect anyone to do mine for me you know i i believe in an equal partnership in all ways and uh yeah, so I'm not I'm not into that. I don't want to have power over people. I'm not trying to give people power over me. Um, I'm not too much of a sadist to where I genuinely like inflicting pain on people. Um, and I think that there's I, I understand that there's people that have that. I especially understand people that want to be hurt um that they kind of feel like the emotional connection to physical pain and how that's important to them. They need to have that. Uh, I know lots of people, not lots of people, but I know more people than I would expect to expect to have known that um, get intense gratification just from just from being hurt and don't necessarily want anything else sexually from a relationship. You know what I mean? They just right. want to spankos or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Um, and I don't mean to be flippant when I say that, <laughs> but like Is that a derogatory just- term. No, no, just the way, whatever the fuck they call themselves. No, I, I, I think spankos is is not necessarily considered a derogatory term, but it's kind of like one of those things that they terms that gets used, and uh, you know, people that just legitimately just want to be beat on, and that's the uh, the uh, kind of the the head the subspace that they go into when you're in, you're getting that kind of punishment inflicted upon you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it requires disassociation if we're going to get clinical for a minute here. So, um, and that disassociation is very comforting to some people. Some of them, maybe because they're, you know, survived some traumatic shit in the past and it's a coping mechanism that they developed to go through abuse at home or whatever. I'm not trying to make a blanket statement that applies to every single fucking person sure. that's into this shit on the face of the planet earth. However, that's something that they can recreate with a trusted partner when they're getting beat on. And if I'm a submissive or I'm a uh, masochist and I like to be hurt because it lets me disassociate and my partner is a sadist who gets off on inflicting pain on others, then that relation, you get two people whose fetishes or kinks or whatever click together like Lego blocks and you have a, as, as off the walls it may seem to, you know, your average person on the street, you have a fairly healthy, well-balanced relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing. And that's why I believe this stuff is important is because you shouldn't have to play tug of war with your partner to develop that kind of equilibrium. Right. They should be into the course, whatever you're into, whatever they're into should line up relatively well. Now, maybe you don't click together perfectly, but at least there's an understanding, right? Um, 
And if you have that with your partner, well, then you're three fourths of the way there already. Right. Yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I mean, that's, you know, another important, you know, piece to it. I mean, people, you know, don't feel like that you're weird, you know, just because you, you like something that's, you know, seen as weird or you know that's not that goes against the grain of of the norm of just you know regular missionary sex or you know whatever um the thing is is that if you're into it and it seems off the wall there's at least you know a thousand other people on the internet that are into it too you know it's true right. though i mean Go online. <laughs> at least, you know you well what you find out when you start joining up with these these groups and these social forums and things like that is that there are a lot of people with a lot of different you know flavors i mean there's a lot of people with a lot of different interests and you know you're not you're not as strange as you think um you know you're really not and there's no reason to not explore that i mean you shouldn't be embarrassed by it um you know life is too short so somebody somebody told me um life is too short to to be deprived and it really is i mean you know why why would you do that to yourself you're you're better than that you deserve you know the minimum and maybe the minimum is to be you know to to be spanked until you're bleeding you know who knows whatever it is <laughs> you yeah. know that's that's up to you to decide but um no i, I definitely explore those things and it's it's not a you know strange thing and and if you have a particularly um off the wall kink um contact the show and, and come on and talk uh, we'll make videos for it no wait, wait, what are you saying you're inviting them out as guests yeah that too but no we'll, we'll, i'll create yeah, content I here too i mean for you particularly want, weird stuff hell yeah come on the show let's talk about it um hey man you want to see someone fucking sit on a green balloon i'll i'll buy a dozen green balloons i'll make you a, <laughs> we'll make Pat you will sit on them. all the green balloons for you you can <laughs> buy his clips on clips for sale <laughs> no i'll sell them direct to you i don't need them taking their 10 percent. fuck that <laughs> I, no, I, I'm, I'm all for that you know we've talked about different things like uh like smoking fetish and smoking fetish is another way all it is is just en- enjoying watching people smoke and um i was contacted i was contacted by somebody through instagram because i'm i'm a smoker i know i'm a bad person but whatever um you guys knew that by now but uh, you know i'm a smoker and i posted a picture of you know i'm i'm smoking a cigarette in the picture and they contacted me and offered to buy my cigarettes for me as long as i supplied them pictures of me smoking them and i was like oh yeah fuck it i'm gonna smoke these cigarettes anyway i might as well get paid to do it so you know so i did for a while and they and they did they you know discussed uh you know they they sent me money for a little bit and eventually they just kind of fell off the map i I don't know you know what happens um you know whatever but smoking fetishes is just another really strange thing i was kind of talking about i didn't research it much it's gonna take a little bit of a dark turn um i said i was going to before the episode but i didn't but i still want to talk about it um i came across this youtube video where they were talking about another YouTuber who would post videos on YouTube smoking and he would smoke a lot. He would like sit there and chain smoke and people would be in the comments and they just eat that shit up. They loved it. And then, you know, eventually the guy ended up getting like lung cancer or throat cancer, something terrible and was like going through like treatment. And all the while he's still making these videos and not just that he's talking about his sickness, you know, He's, he's sitting there on the video and he's coughing up lungs basically and he's you know very sick but he's still enjoying it because he's also into the smoking fetish and you know and this led all the way up until this guy died and it was not a negative thing at all which is it seems weird it does it seems really off the wall but these people were, were really were really into it and um my cat's over here destroying my house um anyway 
you know, so sometimes you have these really off the wall kind of things. And that's another, another one that I'll talk about for a minute, um, uh, besides smoking fetish is, um, like breeding fetish. And do you know about breeding fetishes? <laughs> Go on. Okay. So I, you know, I happened across some gay porn one day and, uh, and it was, I did, it was gay. It was gay porn. So it's it, homosexual or two, two men. And, uh, the kink was was breeding i mean the fetish was breeding so it's all you know breed me daddy and and this that and the other and all it is is a dude coming inside of another dude and it's strange because like you know they can't breed you know that's not how you get well, you can't get in the butt i think i don't think that's to be taken literally i think what like why was that video tagged that way i think it was because they were having uh unprotected sex to completion right and, it's, except, and when it's when it's used in the gay context i think it's kind of done a little tongue-in-cheek because i i mean it uses the same moniker but like it's not supposed to mean like you actually think that he's going to be impregnated i think that's just how they refer to the act no 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 um, so so the people in the comments were you know all all about the i mean that was how it was the breeding and stuff like that and and so there it's it and then you know, there's other things that are similar, and that's kind of the idea of it. Um, is that that's what that's the fantasy in their head is that they are paying special attention to the breeding. Not just that, there's also people that are really into transmis tra transmitting HIV to each other. Oh yeah, bug hunters. Um, I've I've that's been on my radar for a little bit. But go, go back to the breeding thing. I want to make a joke that anyone that has that fetish doesn't have kids of their own. <laughs> if you did, you would not. You would not. Uh, that's a very good point. <laughs> not sexualize that idea of like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck up your life for the next 18 years. Yeah, you know that little bit and of money like you got. Something you people that say. Anymore. You know, they'll be like, oh, let's exactly. make a baby. You know, that's something. Pe you know, they still say it in like a small terms, but some people get really hot and heavy into the idea of it you know yeah i mean i honestly i <laughs> i i mean i i understand that i can appreciate that um you know my uh my uh son was was kind of on purpose in the heat of the moment you know what i mean a product was, of, the, of breeding <laughs> well clearly i mean it was fucking just metastasized but uh <laughs> you know it uh I, I guess i get that and i think that that, that, that doesn't even seem like that doesn't even that doesn't even really register to me as a fetish even though i guess it is like now when you say it like i not really think about it yet but um when in, in in the context of like male on male action i think that it's just kind of like a tag that's being used i don't think anyone expects the other one to procreate or is fantasizing about that i think it's just because that's how that that if it was between a straight couple that's what that that's what that act would result in potentially and it's even though you know there's no woman there's no ovum there's no and any of that stuff it, they still use the same name but i don't think that like it's it's the headspace is in the same place all right right making right. okay we'll put that over there for a second now let's get into bug hunting okay yes that is insane well, it's not insane because that's that's being that's well, that has a very judgmental connotation. I mean... It is, but it's something that you know, kind of, 
it it exists and the fact that now there's being porn made of it i know that it's a legitimate thing that just existed in in that community for um i mean i guess kind of forever like there are you know i i do i have a, a fucking friend from high school or a personal story that i can i can tie into this no i don't but i think that if you know even a cursory google search would show that there are you know there's people that may be go out of their way to you know catch stuff sometimes and uh i know that there was a movie that came out maybe two or three years ago that was like i mean caused a lot of stir when it dropped and i haven't heard anything about it since but there was a guy who made who was making uh all-male productions that were centered around that idea and there was one video um where it was a guy that was it was it was like 30 guys that were positive all uh drinking off into a mason jar and then the guy like drank the mason jar at the end or had put a funnel in his butt and then had it poured into his butt right like yeah like there's yeah. that's like a whole fucking thing yeah. and you you look at it is because well how much of you know how strong is the impulse of self-destruction let's look at the psychology like psychologically for a minute, okay right self-destruction is an impulse that a lot of people have and a lot of people exhibit that impulse in different ways right some people like when they're upset and they fucking binge eat or something like that right Part of it's about the food, but part of it's about the self-destruction of it, right? People that that gamble or drink. Drinking and drug use is an even better example, right? You know, you feel bad. You want to get obliterated. You want to damage yourself, right? Like, people, that that's something that comes out of people sometimes. People with self-loathing or people with depression or people that are just not in a good space and don't really give a shit if they, you know have a severe indifference towards living, I guess is the way to phrase it. And um, I feel like that is just another, that's another expression of that drive that we have, that some people have, you know? I, 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 it just, I think it's weird. Like, I think, you know, so the tie obviously there between, what, what do you call them, bug hunters? Is that what they're called? Well, yeah, because of, uh, what's a, what's HIV is a virus. Right, so bug hunters, okay. Virus I mean, is so a bug, you know, it's all, it's also is a bug, like, you, get, you know, like a, a flu bug or something like that. Sure, and sure. And then it's a bug hunter, and, yeah. So there's obviously a tie between those people, the bug hunters, and like the people that like want to die from smoking so much that they get cancer. And like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, yeah. it's still like some type of medical, I don't know what the fuck to call it. I mean, but self-destruction, you know what I mean? Self-destruction, I guess, I guess you're right. Self-destruction. And I mean, some people, um, you know, do this in different ways and don't, and they're not, again, they're not necessarily sexual. I would say that people who cut and harm them like harm themselves physically sure. are also probably along the same lines of of you know stuff like that um well the, i mean i think that's a masochistic expression of like once again like the they say they you know they're so numb or they're so depressed that they they cut to feel something at all sure and then sure. i've also heard people say in the past that it's not so much the cutting I, first of all multiple people could do the same thing for different reasons right right so like you know, if, if you're someone that maybe was a cutter in high school and you're listening to this and you're like, well, that's not why I did it. Okay, fine. But maybe there's a reason that someone else did it. Right. Um, some people say that it's not as much about the cutting as it is about the healing. And that by watching, like, the, oh, 
dog just dropped, knocked over the fucking water bowl again. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. And there was like no water left in it and it still managed to fucking knock into it. Um, so here's a weird thing that I used to do in, in, when I was younger. And I don't know if you would call this a fetish or not. But you know how like I had like in, when I was in grammar school, we had like those desks that would have like the little indentation. Uh, you, you would put your books inside the desk. It didn't like open up and, you know, you put the stuff in. It was like open. It was like a, 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 a rectangle and the face was open. So you would put your books like kind of in it underneath and then you would write on top of the desk, right? Well, there would be um, an oval-shaped invitation at the front of the inner part of the desk. And that's like where you would kind of put some pens or pencils so that they wouldn't roll around. Okay. Right. Yeah. I would like to fill that up with glue, Elmer's glue, and then watch it dry and then pick at it. Right. Okay. All right. It's, it's and this sa- is, okay. I, it was satisfying. I would do this every day in school as I get into school that day and I would pour some glue in my desk and I would just kind of chill out. And then by lunchtime, I check on it, you know, or whatever. And then in the afternoon, like it would be dry and then I would like scrape it up. Okay. Don't know why, but this is something that I did well, <laughs> when I was younger. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's satisfactory. I mean, you know, talking about, gosh, see, this is where things kind of get strange, but like, you know, talking about things, there, there are videos, um, you know, like on YouTube, you can go search up and it'll be like a compilation of different things that are satisfying. And it's like pulling off like the film from like a big TV or, you know, things, little things that, that kind of, you know, it's like, you don't just feel it. Like you feel it like in your soul. It feels great. You ever like, t- you ever like clean out your ears? Like the, with the actual, you're not supposed to use Q-tips to clean out your ears. You're supposed to use these like scoopers and like you scoop it out and you kind of scratch like the inside of your ear. That shit is amazing. Let me tell you what it's. <laughs> No, I've never done that. No, it feels wonderful. And, you know, and it's it's very satisfying. But again, it's more so than just like, it's more than like the happiness that you get from other everyday little things. It's kind of a little bit something extra. It's just that when you start mixing this into sex, they're like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this little thing, and, but also I'm going to have sex while I do it or whatever. I mean, I guess, you know, it's kind of the tie, I suppose. It's It gets... Like I said, this is kind of where it gets strange. <laughs> well, I mean, just because I think that there's it, there's a difference between sex and titillation, right? Like that ASMR. Look at that, and we'll get to that in a second. But like what you're talking about with these YouTube videos, or like all that, like that's the ASMR thing. Like it's it's not necessarily inherently sexual but it is titillating it's stimulating right and it's stimulating part of your brain and sometimes people just equate the two right right um and going so going to the glue thing how i was comparing that to cutters is that uh so what i was doing with the glue it was like you know i would pour it and then i would watch it harden and then i would take it off and it was ritual maybe or it was it was a process and i could watch the glue hardened and it gave me a sense of accomplishment because it started out like this and then it turned into this and then I did that with it. I don't know. But some people, when they talk about cutting, it's not so much that they like the act of cutting. It's the act of watching themselves heal. Sure. Okay. And the fact that like they do that and then boom, and then, but now they have this, this wound that they have to tend to, and then it heals over time and then it scars and the scar is a lasting, um, like, 
memory of the process or something. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's not healthy behavior. So if you're listening to this and scratching your head saying, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's not supposed to, <laughs> like, it's, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to sound a little off because it's the act of physically harming yourself or whatever. Like, yeah, that goes against our programming. Um, but yeah, so that's, a, we'll, we'll put that over there with the cutting stuff. We'll yeah. pass that. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, ASMR, like let's, let's fucking toe dip into that real quick. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into it. I don't understand the appeal. Um, I do. There's, um, okay. Did you want to say something else? No, just, I mean, that's it. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I, I, you know, I've tried, but like, I don't, it just, it's just people talking quietly. I don't have the patience enough to sit there for that. It's not. So I, that's something that I found on midnights, uh, probably about five to seven years ago where I just basically watched all of YouTube. I worked two midnight shifts a week for like seven years and in those two years i watched every tsunami video listened to every coast to coast program watched every uh asmr video on the internet and that i don't you know it, it's we, we kind of like jokingly called it whisper porn but it's one of those things where i i have a hard time fully understand i think different people bring different things to it i genuinely think there are some people that have a hard time sleeping and watch those videos and they find them relaxing and they and they kind of pass out but then um you know i do think that there's people that watch those videos and, and are kind of you know get a little worked up from them right and i think that there's content creators too that purposely make those videos and uh make them in such a way that they get their people a little worked up by them. Because I think one of the nice things about framing it in that context is that you're allowed to operate on YouTube. And as long as there isn't explicit nudity or anything, YouTube ain't going to take you down. So you can do this stuff that's kind of uh, titillating and like, you know, excites these people and you have a very public forum to do it in and it's all kind of done with a wink and a nod and then oh yeah check out my website on this on my in the show notes or oh did you like this video like you know send me an email and let me know what you'd like to see next time sure. you know or sure. like hey i do customs you know and then of course it's like okay well how much for this shit so um i you know it, looking at like the youtube pay model which i'm sure every podcaster already knows about like you know some of these videos make a lot of fucking money because they get like millions of fucking views almost overnight and that did not escape my notice either so uh me and my filmmaking buddies decided that we were going to make some asmr videos and try to make some cash and did i ever tell you this story okay so we made an asmr video and we kind of like we were talking about doing it for a while we never got around to doing it finally got drunk one night and did it and we you know we we had a chick and she was playing with a, a fucking stuffed animal and like doing this like story about this dave matthews band concert like it was totally done as like a joke right okay and we were like but let's just see what we get right and it got a, a, a decent amount of views um not enough to monetize or anything like that and honestly when we did it we had didn't you know we didn't have the youtube channel set up the right way where we had ad we just kind of did it and then threw it up on youtube to see what happened so um that didn't in itself did not necessarily net money 
But we did have a lot of people that were reaching out to us individually that wanted uh, that wanted to know, like, hey, how much for your Snapchat? Hey, I really like your nails in that video. Would you do a personal video with you rubbing coconut oil on your hands? Hey, uh, you know, how much did see you do that with, you know, do you do smoking video? Like, whatever, right? There was all of these, like, side revenue streams that were popping up from that right from that one video and it was all people wanting very specific highly fetishized content um and i was all for making it but we didn't because the person that had made the first video was like horrified <laughs> like they, i don't think they realized that like people are be drinking off of this you know um so that was kind of over before it started unfortunately that's interesting you know i've never i mean i don't know i, I well again i mean i guess i like i said i've had some people ask me to do some weird things and i've done them but you know it's innocent to me like you said rubbing coconut oil on your hands okay yeah sure i'll moisturize and, and make 50 bucks doing it <laughs> like right. you can do it yeah, anyway that sounds like a fair trade you know it doesn't do, it doesn't take away anything from from me to do those things so if you guys got something strange that you would like me to do that doesn't include taking my clothes off i'll i'll do it um right. send me a, a dm but <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm i'm only half joking um but yeah because yeah, you totally would take your clothes that's, that's totally <laughs> <would be>. um <laughs> but <laughs> you know it's it is an interesting i mean those things are really i mean i think AS, asmr in general is, i think it's really popular on youtube not just because of like it's, it's it has some type of like fetish tied to it it obviously does oh it totally does yeah it totally does but because people will put that it's it's just like kids that watch youtube they'll watch these dumbass stupid videos and then they just let it autoplay and then that's how these channels get really big is because they got hours and hours and hours i think people do that with asmr but they do it like when they're going to bed i don't think so i understand what you're saying about the kids videos but like honestly like my kids watch those videos and they're legitimately watching you know those videos like they're they're watching goofy english people play minecraft like i don't get it but they're that's not just like auto playing while the while the ipad's sitting unwatched in a corner somewhere um and i, I the asmr stuff like you know we should we should honestly do a whole episode on that and i could like i could write like a, a 15 page thesis paper on it because this is something that i really looked into not just from a production standpoint, because as a, as a filmmaker, as somebody that's in the past that has tried to make money from filmmaking, what they, they have one person, right? There's one, there's one actor, there's talent, right? It's, it, it's, it's a fairly easy thing to cast. Although casting is arguably the most important. And then they're shooting these things in their fucking bedrooms with webcams and like, you know, the same type of microphone yeti mics i mean like it's not even like they're it, it's not even requiring that much specialized equipment they're doing it with the same stuff we are but you know and anything with that low overhead production wise that can yield that much money it's like you talk about like what's what's the most what's the most successful independent film of all time right and you ask people that and they're like oh i don't know is it is it you know clerks or is it you know whatever no it's that fucking Kirk Cameron <laughs> religious movie fireproof 
I've never even, I don't know. Because they made the movie for like $15,000 because everyone don't, it was a church movie and, and everyone just donated their time on it. And the thing made like millions and millions of dollars at the box office. It's like, you know, these ASMR videos are kind of in the same vein where, you know, you're making $30,000 on a video that literally costs you $30 to make. Right. Like that profit margin is fucking phenomenal. And like you look at that model and you're like, Jesus Christ, like what do I need? I need a hot chick to whisper some weird shit in a fucking microphone? Like, okay, let's go make this right away. Right. And I mean, I've, I've been a, and now it's kind of blown up. And I mean, like, I don't even know. There's so many people out there doing it that like, I don't even know if it'd be worth trying to get into, but Hey, if you're in Chicago and you want to make whisper porn, hit me up. Um, but yeah, ASMR. Let's stop talking about that though. <laughs> it's not. Well, I mean, I think that I'll, I'll, I think uh, pretty much everything that we have talked about today, we could do a complete offshoot and deep dive into. Um, but that wasn't really the point. Um, you know, I, I think that the point of it was just to kind of show the the different, you know, the wide variety of you know kind of what's out there. I mean, we didn't even talk about you know furries is another one people know a lot about we didn't talk about i, I talked about discussing the the real sex dolls we didn't talk about those well um, let's i mean whatever let's get to it you know the furries thing a lot of people think that that didn't exist until i think it was vice did like a, an episode on it where they went to one of those conventions and suddenly people saw that documentary about that one convention and the whole subculture blew up. Okay. So I don't know anything about that. Oh, I used to date one. Did I, I don't know if, I don't know if I told you any of this stuff. No. Oh my <laughs> no God. So, that you so used listen, to yes. Listen to this. This is a funny story. So, um, I was, I gotta be kind of non-specific. This was, this was literally 15 years ago. This was like a, another lifetime ago, but, um, I was, I'm going to, okay, let's just say I, like I was dating somebody that worked at GameStop, even though they didn't work at GameStop, but just for an example, okay, and uh, they, part of their job at one point became wearing one of those big, like, cartoon suits to, like, wave at people outside the store to, like, sure. come in, right, even though that's not exactly what it was. And they brought this suit home one day and was like, can you believe that they're going to make me wear this suit next Friday? And I was like, well, put it on and see if it fits. And they put this suit on. And they started like dancing around in it. And I was like laughing because it was like, let's say it was a Sonic the Hedgehog suit. Sure. And I'm laughing because Sonic the Hedgehog is now dancing in my apartment living room. And they would just do this. And I was like, oh, it doesn't, like, it fits good and it looks all right on you and okay. So then Friday after work, they come back and they say, I had the time of my life. I had so much fun. All the customers went crazy. Everyone loved it. I'm going to do this as much as I possibly can. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I started to, like, sometimes come home and they would be wearing the Sonic the Hedgehog suit in the apartment. 
and they started wearing it more and more and like taking pictures in it a lot and like they got more animated with their gestures and they got really into it and they tried to do the best job possible and i could see that there was something that was going on with them there was no yiffing involved it's not like you know we didn't cut holes in the thing but definitely there was a connection to the person that they became in that suit that uh was unexpected and kind of caught everyone well, i mean sure they were able to then you know create a character and and you know that's some people create characters via filmmaking some people create characters via book writing some people put on animal suits and make the character come to life you know it's sure. just, that's you know and i know that that i'm, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking for because i talk about furries because i already know people expected us to talk about them um but you know I I know that it's it's deeper than just donning animal costumes and having sex in them. You're like you know, it's it's more than that. It, there's escapism, yeah, one hundred percent. Right, it's a bunch of yeah, there is. Um, you know, and so that's just a whole other um interesting. And I didn't and realize I that people thought that they were a myth or something. I, I don't know. No, I gosh, know no. it wasn't a thing. Um, for me, just kind of growing up in the time period that I did, it was kind of just always there. You know, once you know you start discovering sex in the internet i mean <laughs> you know right um it, it kind of always existed uh which is interesting but you know that's no different than i mean it, it's not that much different than you know i i do i mean i do cosplays but i'm just dressing up like people I'm not really putting on an act or anything to dress up like these people but you know i'll just look like them and then me going and having sex with somebody dressed as poison ivy i mean it's not you know it's pretty much the same thing like I would think. I don't know. Well, it depends on how much of it is um, tied into the poison ivy. Like, is it like, is it one of those things where like, okay, and I just happen to be dressed as poison ivy? Or is it like, you know, look, I'm going to, you know, meet you at a convention and give you $1,500 to dress up like poison ivy because and and the other thing too about like when you bring up the poison ivy character that's already kind of like you know it's a batman villain and i'm sure like you know she's already kind of busty and there's you know that aspect to it and all that that's one thing but when you're you know dressing up like a cartoon fox that looks like it's out of a fucking kid show that's a whole nother different dynamic to it and that and i think that like one of the things we might start to see more of that i don't i mean i don't remember this being as prevalent when i was a kid you know 25 years ago um is like kind of like cartoon and like animation uh porn right okay i feel like that's becoming more prevalent now and it's because the computer technology is caught up to where anyone can kind of make animation stuff in their house right before then you would need like an animation studio or whatever it was unheard of to do anything you know so how are you going to make a video of bart simpson doing whatever to whoever right you couldn't do it right now it's relatively easy with computer software you can do it and i feel like that you know when you start doing that kind of stuff and the furry stuff maybe is is adjacent to that that um you know i'm not saying it makes you like a a, a pedophile or anything but there's definitely where it straddles this line between like you're doing something not so innocent with innocent building blocks you know what i mean um okay because it's because you're using like anamorphic animals okay sure i mean i don't like i i don't i don't again i don't still don't know much about you know if you're a furry and you want to come on the show and <laughs> yeah 
you want to talk about it. I mean, because it's not just, it's not what, again, it's not as simple as just, I'm going to dress up and we're going to have sex and I'm going to have sex with you as whatever, you know, it, it's, it, there's more to it than just, and I think that's kind of the theme, you know, to, to most of these topics is that there's, there's more to it than just what it is on the surface and what it appears to be. Um, another weird thing, it's really gross that I'm going to bring it up is, cum jars do you know about cum jars i'm sure no please 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 enlighten me oh god yeah i'm sure you're you're just standing in line can't wait to hear about it um cum jars is when men take uh uh, will take an object and put it into a jar a really 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 famous one across the internet is the my little pony cum jar so they took (sighs) a my little pony horse and put it into a jar and then they they come on it and then they continue to fill that jar until it's full and then I'm not really sure what they do with it then. Um, but, but you know, they, they do that frequently. Sometimes it'll be, you know, action figures or, you know, just depends. Toy cars, whatever it is they want to put Oh, my God. In. That's insane. And and it's a thing, though. It's a thing. People like it. People like to see the progress. People like to see things covered and come. I don't know. Um, you know, I knew one guy who had a thing for, um, you know, taking his figurines, these anime characters and whatnot, and he would come on them and take pictures and, and send them to me. And... I was not interested, <laughs> but he was, I don't know. It was his thing, you know, and I don't, I, I don't get it, but there's obviously something more to it than just what it appears to be on the surface. Obviously this does something for these people. Well, that's, you know, it's funny. Cause I, when I was thinking about this episode, I was going over like the different stuff to bring up and like the stuff I get and the stuff that I don't get. And for some reason I thought of tribute videos and I was like, that's such a yeah. that's such a male centric idea because guys are the same goofballs in general that think women want to see dick pics, which no woman ever does. I'm gonna we're gonna yeah. break that fucking uh, myth right here. <laughs> no, no one cares, you know. Right. And right. same thing with like guys like producing like those videos, like the tribute video stuff. And it's like, do you think anyone sees that and is like, like, wow, they really do like me? Look at what they they, they tricked off in this picture of me. Like that's that's romantic or something. Like no, it's no, just they gross don't. And I mean, weird. because you, they, you, they, the men pay you to send them. I mean, so it's <laughs> that's what it's about. You get the tribute videos because they're paying you. I can't say that it would be completely a turn off. I guess God, please don't start sending me tribute videos. <laughs> you just open the. I, I will put. I will put you on blast. I will tell your mother. I will send it to her. You should start um, an Instagram with all the tribute videos you get. Oh that's my all God. it is. Just... I, you can't do that on Instagram. Um, I'll oh. start a Twitter account for it. But you know, if you want to pay me for me to watch your tribute video to me, like I'll watch it. But again, I'm not saying that it, it could be a complete turn off. I can understand where it has its place um but yeah for the most part i mean that's just strictly a thing that sex workers do and it's just something to do where they don't really even have to put in the effort hell they don't even watch them well no i've seen those like on tube sites where like someone will upload a video of like here's me drinking off to a a video of you know uh someone else diamond fox or whatever i don't know why i've seen that that guy with that came that used to come on the dolls he liked he he liked tribute he liked to make them he's like i made this porn with so-and-so and then he would he would send me the trip it was a tribute video is what it was and yeah. it's like oh that's str- i mean i think it's odd um okay you know that's but it, it, like it's kind of like like i said for the most part i mean i guess they are on those sites i don't know so there there is a market for it but you know i can tell you that most of the time it's not women 
No, no. I mean, these are like amateur uploaded, like dude, some dude made an account on X videos and he uploaded a, a, a video of him jerking off on a, some chicken in a magazine or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean it's like a professionally made one. They're right. Always blowing, blowing their load all over their computer screen or, you know, whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, it, gosh, this, this episode, um, <laughs> this is far from the Megalodon talk last week, but. I didn't even, we didn't even get to my, my one that I wanted to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Are we there yet? I mean, is that yeah, go ahead. To? Okay. So this was something that, um, so I, back when, uh, when I was on FET, like years and years and years and years ago, um, I was going, just going through like the different, like uh profiles and stuff and i see this profile that says you know i am into a whole list of like crazy kinks and fetishes and stuff like i am into bloodletting i am into pony play i am into sounding i am into suspension i'm into you know all this crazy stuff um you know however if you are if you are a gorean do not contact me because you people are fucking animals. And I was like, what is that green? I was like, I've never heard of that before. And this person who's into everything under the sun somehow draws the line at this. So what is, what is Gorean culture? What is this? And you know what it is? Did we talk about this? Well, you you kind of mentioned it. I don't think you told me what it was though. Uh, okay. So, so then I, I, I go and I look it up and I, re, I, I find out that Gorean culture, G-O-R-E-A-N, Gorean culture is a type of BDSM type uh, relationship that is entirely based on the science fiction books of John Norman. He's a Chicago native. Uh, he wrote a series, and he's still writing them. Um, he's wrote, he, he wrote a series of books called the Gore Saga, or the Gore, what is it? It's got some weird name to it, like some, uh, the Gore Saga. We'll just say Gorean Saga, right? It's 36 books. The most recent one came out of May of this year, which I did not know, so I have to read it. And... These books originally started, the first one was published in 1966, Tarnsman of Gore. And probably like, and they came out about every year. And they were kind of like pulp uh, science fiction novels. Um, if you've ever seen John Carter of Mars, that's kind of the premise where there's an Earthman. And he's somehow magically transported to this other world that's in our solar system. And he's there to help the natives fight some alien race or some shit, right? Okay. And that's how the series starts. And the first, I think like five or six books are pretty straightforward. Just Pulp Fiction, you know, every uh, every story kind of ends with a cliffhanger or something. And, you know, what, what, what the Gore series was really good for was that the first, and I've only read like maybe the first 12 books. And then I, I skipped around. I read some of the more recent ones. Uh, they would explore a different corner of the planet. And there's, like, the part of the planet that's kind of like, you know, the Great Plains with Native Americans. And then there's the part of the planet that's a bunch of pirates. And there's a part of the planet that's, you know, 
like uh, Mexico when there's a part of the planet that's like Australia. And you know what I mean? And it's all, so he goes to these different lands, but everything is kind of tied back to shit on earth, you know, and it's your basic science fiction saga. However, as the stories go on, they get more and more like misogynist. And if you kind of think of like a Conan, the barbarian type universe, um, where you have like humans and then there's like dinosaurs or like giant monsters that are roaming the, the, the planet, you know, men are just naturally bigger than women. Um, they have more upper body strength. Right. Um, so you have these situations where the, the, the planet of Gore is so dangerous that women um, need men for protection. And because of that basic kind of imbalance of women being submissive to men, because men have to kill off predators and kill off other men, it, it kind of spins out into this whole entire like dynamic where women are basically just sex slaves and um, men are very, very dominant and very controlling. How is that different from like regular BDSM? Because these people that, well, there's, there's lots of very specifics. There's, there's lots of specifics to it, right? Like, uh, the women are referred to as kajas and the men uh, act a certain way and the women are collared and there's a homestone that the women pay homage to and they're supposed to sit a certain way in the presence of men. It, it isn't that much different except that uh, it's it's more likely to be – it's it's more likely to go out of the bedroom and go into an entire lifestyle that is that is hardcore lived – Okay, so it's basically, I mean, so it's, so it's basically BDSM, but. With sleepovers, like you don't with leave. A, well, with a scenario that lasts forever. Right, and, but it's also based on a series of science fiction books that these people think is real. So it kind of also has the shades of like, you know, like Lovecraft, how there's some people out there that think that Lovecraft was actually writing about fucking, like, yeah. real shit. Like, it's kind of like that. Where, where there, there's people that like believe that there's this hardcore philosophy like embedded in these shitty science fiction books that like dictate like the way to live and like this and, and it's it, and i've read like a, like i said i've read about a third of these and they're kind of entertaining like they're not if you look at it it's just like pulp science fiction shit it's like space opera stuff it's kind of like star wars but you know to to like i guess to come away from it and say that's how i'm gonna live my life that's how I'm going to identify. That's how I'm going to treat my partner. Um, all this stuff. Like, I guess if everyone consents to it, no big deal. And no one's accusing the Koreans of like, you know, lassoing people at the mall and like, you know, dragging them off into, into slavery or anything. But um, it does get a bad rap because they're like, the reason it was mentioned in this profile is because it is very, very, uh, male dominance orientated so when you talk about a like a, a dom sub relationship you know there's there's lots of dudes that want to be subs and they want the females to be the dominant right like that exists and i don't even i don't want to say 50 50 but i mean a good percentage of it right but that doesn't exist in gorean culture at all it is 100 percent male dominated male at the top of the food chain the women are 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 completely they're cared for 
right? It's not like you're abused or neglected, although you can be punished, right? Okay. But um, it's it's very like just males are superior. They have the superior strength. They're stronger. They protect the women. And because of that, they make all the decisions. And a woman, you know, all, her only concern is how to serve her master. And that's it. And it's a more extreme it's a more extreme variation of that. And it's got its roots in science fiction books from the sixties. So when I stumbled upon this, my mind was immediately fucking blown. I was like, this is the crazy. At the time it was one of the craziest fucking things I'd ever come across. And I, I am, I don't identify as green, but um, it's definitely something that always caught my interest. And whenever I see stuff about it, and it's one of those things that kind of took off on second life. I don't know how familiar with that you are. No, I don't know anything about second life second life is kind of like imagine sims as a um mmorpg right okay so like sims meets world of warcraft okay where you're not necessarily fighting and all this stuff but you can create a person and it can it can you know if it could be a different gender it could be a different whatever it's you create this person and you can give them a job and you can make them look how you want to look and do what they want to do. And a lot of people that want to experiment with these types of lifestyles use Second Life as a way to have a second life and, and kind of try it out in that context before making it a real world um, thing. So that's kind of where Gorean flourished recently, Gorean culture flourished recently was people kind of doing it all over uh, Second Life. And, um, I mean, if you can Google it, you can see what's out there. Like there's, there's little groups on Twitter and, and whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that like, you want to talk about like weird kings and shit. Like that was something that's always been like high on my, like, whoa, like that's so interesting. And then, like I said, I, I hate to keep, keep coming back to it, but the fact that like it originated out of like a comic book you know what i mean the people just like is it a comic book or is it novels it's novels but it's very comic i mean it it would be like hardy boy like nancy drew meets star wars or something you know what i mean like okay they're not exactly ya novels they almost are until they get like really kinky (laughs) and then and and just the shift that goes on in the tone of the stories too are incredible like it, it really just starts as like this pulpy science fiction thing, and then some somehow really becomes about the enslavement of women. How do you think John Norman feels about the fact that this has bred an entire culture of of kink? So he, I believe, has not necessarily distanced himself from it um, because I think. He he wrote a uh, a book called Imaginative Sex. That let's see, when did this thing come out? He was like yeah, nineteen seventy four. He was like an English professor, right? He was like one of these intellectual types, and um, so I think he kind of just based on the the turn that the novels take, he must have capitalized on it. Like he must have realized at some point that people were responding to this component of his books. And just started to amplify that more and more, right? Um, I know that within the past five years, they uh, some people got the rights to turn the whole entire like world of gore into a tabletop role playing game, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, like you know a pen and paper desktop game. 
Um, and he signed off on that, but he didn't have any input on it or, or necessarily want to get like involved in it. Um, and supposedly he's still writing the books, although I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a ghostwriter at this point. And that's not me making accusations or trying to trying to slander him in any way. It's just the dude's got to be old as fuck. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> he's 90 at this point. And supposedly he's still writing these books which is a little eh, i mean maybe he is or maybe he's got a you know some protege doing it you know the same way like vc andrews wrote two books and then died and then the estate sold her name to another writer you ever hear about that no do you know who vc andrews is yeah she's an author yeah flowers in the attic and all that shit so yeah she wrote like the first couple books and then she died and the books were so successful, the family was like, well, fuck. And this was, like, in the early, early 80s when, like, there was no internet or anything. So uh, the fact that she died wasn't heavily publicized or publicized at all. And they just hired some other writer to keep writing the books underneath V.C. Andrews. And they still sold, like, hotcakes until the mid-90s when people realized that she was dead. Someone else had been writing this shit all these years. And, uh, you know, you can't unsell all those books, man. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing with John John Norman. I think it's kind of ridiculous to think this dude's still writing this shit at 90. So but, you're, uh, you're telling me about it, and I'm, I'm kind of researching it a little bit, and I found this news article about it. Okay. And uh, the news article basically says that, um, you know, it, I mean, the, the headline for it is, you know, a sex slavery cult based on a series of 1960s science fiction novels has been uncovered by police in Darlington. This is from the BBC. Um, so police had raided a home uh in a a local area because uh they were getting um somebody had called and complained saying that their their friend which was a 29 year old woman um had originally attended a you know an event for these types of people and now she couldn't leave because she was forced to um burn burn up her passport and things like that um and then they got there you know they come to find out that um no she was still there willingly and yeah. that you know her complaining to the friend was was you know just part of the play still like acting like she's being held captive and and things like that and she's not really being held captive and then it it goes on to i mean it goes on to talk about you know concerned parents who have children that kind of run away to, to get into this thing and they don't really know what to do because they don't know if the person is actually being held captive or not it's kind of like i said like that was my first my first it the, the the first time I heard the word gore gorean, it was in a it was in a highly negative connotation, uh, in comparison to some other stuff that was really that's what I that's what that's why I caught my interest is because it's got so much hate for it yeah and um you know I I I just I read enough of those books just to kind of get the lay of the land. I wasn't trying to go down that well. I didn't want to. I didn't want to drink the Kool Aid completely, but I wanted to have a sip. You know, that's just who I am. I'm an adventurer, an explorer by nature. So you know, I've read Dianetics too. It doesn't make me a fucking Scientologist. Sure, but, but yeah, I mean, you can you can see like how kind of maybe you don't see, but I found this shit fascinating because it, it, it's such an interesting. Uh, it's such a, a weird thing that you don't really see too much of. You don't really see any other kind of uh, proclivity uh, take off like that or have that kind of backstory to it. Sure, sure. I mean, it is interesting because it's kind of cult-ish. As, you yeah. know, so it kind of borders that. And, uh, well, that's uh, 
Huh. There's something new for you guys. <laughs> that was interesting. I'm gonna read the news article a little bit more after after we get off of here because I'm interested. But um, you know, yeah, that's okay. All right. I guess it is different than than you know regular BDSM. I mean, usually you don't get people involved in your play. I mean, that's kind of an unethical thing to do. Is is to get other people involved, and it sounds like this does get other people involved, and that's again unethical. So maybe that's why it's got so much hate. No, um, I don't think anybody gets trapped in it. I think that it's just it's more. Once again, it goes back to the lifestyle thing. It's more of a all encompassing lifestyle than some than a lot of people are used to. Well, so you what, what I mean is when I say getting other people involved is when you go and consent to being a female sex slave, and you're like, yes, I'm going to do that in the real world well in the play world then you're turning around and telling your friends and family hey i'm trapped here and i can't leave and i'm really scared and i'm being tortured and this that and the other like that's not that's not okay like, you I, can't do that. yeah i don't understand how that factors into degree and lifestyle is 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 the i i and i would be suspicious at that point if she was really where was she bullshitting was she bullshitting when she cried for help or was she bullshitting when the cop showed up and she said she was fine well that's true yeah that doesn't that doesn't ring right with me and there there's no you're right there shouldn't be any type of because why would you do that why would why would you if you're supposed to be a slave then you know your role is that you don't like being a slave like you're not supposed to enjoy being a slave so therefore you're going to talk to other people like it's a bad thing right but i think i well i think these people took took a very uh maybe that was part of her like introduction into the lifestyle is that she had to be resistant to it at first or something but there's no part of like if you look at like because part of uh, part of the whole Korean, like if you if the the mythology of the the books, right, is that sometimes they will capture women from Earth and bring them to Gore, and those are the most prized possessions because they're very beautiful and like soft and like you know, pretty. But um, there's there there's a change that has to happen in them where they accept their role as a Gorean woman. Whereas women that are born on Gore are kind of born into this patriarchal society that's very misogynist, and they just come to expect this stuff. Whereas the Earth women, when, you know, to get brought to Gore, like in their mid-20s, it's a fucking culture shock to them. Right. And that's the basis of some of the novels. Most of the the novels follow um, one character, Tarl Cabot. He's he's like the Tarnsman of Gore. But sometimes they'll do uh, individual novels that kind of break off and will follow like a, a different character just for a book or something. And one of the themes that John Norman comes back to in several novels is the idea of these captured Earth women that are finally, you know, suddenly awakened, find themselves on gore, and now they have to go through. You know, I used to be a secretary in a law firm in, law firm in New York, and now I'm a paga slave in a tavern somewhere, and I'm used for a tarn disc and all this shit, and how they learn to be subservient. And that, I think, is, once again, it's like stories like that. That has nothing to do with science fiction, dude. Like, you're writing fucking smut. Like, I know what the fuck right. this is. And just the fact that there's an owl bear in the corner that they got to fight at the end of this shit, that, does this, that doesn't make this fucking fantasy sword and sandal stuff. Like, right. and, that's, and that's what happens more and more in the later books, and that's why I haven't read the majority of them. Because it gets into that, and it's very derivative, and, like, I don't find this stuff titillating. If I wanted to read Literatica, I'd go to Literatica. This is just shitty fucking you know for like 
it gets into like the incel territory or something but apparently not because these people are actually living this shit out in real life so that's the that's the only reason why i could see her having reaching out to family members being part of like the lifestyle because other than that it doesn't make sense other than that it's just like you're stirring up a fucking hornet's nest you know what i mean i don't i don't i'm just i I mean and i haven't read the entire article so (laughs) to be honest you know i just read it a little bit while we were talking but you know but, but but it's the same thing as like why i can't and you can't and we should not and we don't see people walking people on leashes in the middle of target because it's unethical to do that the reason why you're walking that person on a leash is to humiliate them so if you take them out into a space like target and you are doing that publicly for everybody to see to put on display the people around that are judging them cannot consent to your play space at that point you are subjecting people to your play right and without them consenting to it well i think that is what acceptance of this type of stuff is what people would argue they're trying to push for um because they feel like they should be able to live those lifestyles because now we're not talking about acts right like individual acts we're talking about entire lifestyles excuse me (laughs) sorry uh they should be able to live those lifestyles in 24 7 you know what i mean and if that if yeah, that aspect of their lifestyle things. because you could say the same thing about a gay couple holding hands right because i mean is that not the equivalent is that not the bdsm equivalent of a gay couple just holding hands well no because they, they're not getting off to the fact that they're holding hands oh but i mean there's some type of stimulation going on there i mean, I mean unless never... unless of course the point of it is to get people riled up then they go home and they go oh do you see the way that old couple looked at us yeah breed me daddy you know that's <laughs> and so i mean if that's what they're doing at the end of the day you know sure but like the fact of the matter is is that like i said with the humiliation thing they are then taking that and then they're you know they're going home and they're talking about it and they're you know they're they're still in their space and it's a it, there, there's a very fine line that you walk in this community i know a lot of people in the kink community agree that you shouldn't be allowed to do that because consent is that's like the number that's like that's like kink 101 is consent right but i think the people's um people's objection you know, or the outrage or whatever negative connotation they give to seeing, to witnessing that, that's something that changes over time. Well, so, like, I personally don't give a shit. Like, if I saw somebody walking somebody in a leash, I'm like, oh, good for you. I, I'd go over and piss on them, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't, it, it wouldn't, reg- I think I would, I would obviously register shock because it's not something that any of us are used to seeing. Sure. But I, I don't think it would offend me. And if, if my kids saw it, I, I don't, I wouldn't be like, how dare you do that in front of my child? I'd just be like, well, I'll explain that to you if you want. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think that that's, that, that's a, that's a conversation left for better ma- minds than mine. I'm sure. not, you know, I'm sure. not, I don't really have a dog in that fight either. I'm right. not easily offended and I'm not part of that community. So Same. I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much, but we are, uh, this is a long episode. I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, I want to go eat something so we can. Yeah, um, anything else you got to say about the kinks and fetishes and before we cut off? Don't pull out. Don't don't tell people not to pull. That's irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to Patty's. 
That's my advice. Yeah. Pat would know about not pulling out, so I don't. So you ended up with two kids, right? Right. All right, guys. Well, like I said, if you guys have things that you want to share, um, maybe you're a part of some of these communities, um, you know, talk to us. Maybe you'd like to come on the show. Maybe you'd like to discuss it in further depth. Um, you know, that that would be really cool. I mean, obviously, you know, most of the stuff we talk about is not, uh, you know, a lot of things we talk about, it's kind of sex adjacent, but uh, this is definitely one of the raunchier episodes. So, you know, we'll see how the audience liked it. But, um you know, I think that studying some of these things in depth would be really cool, especially if you have something particularly strange. Um, reach out to us and talk to us about it. But until then, we'll see you guys here next Wednesday.